and welcome to the Boomer Zone podcast. What are we up to now? I think you guys were episode four last week, Mike, weren't you? Believe so. Okay, so we are on so. episode five, and tonight I have with me once again last week's guest, we're Brim, who kindly hosted the show while I was um, out of action for it. Um, <clears throat> Dallas, Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. I'm glad to be here again. It was, yeah, I had fun last week, so. So much, doing it again. so much fun that I saw that you're actually going to be doing another podcast tomorrow. I think we've, me and my friend have done podcasts in the past and done things like this for a long time. So we've been thinking for a while now how to start yeah. doing it again. And I think Twitch seemed a, a positive well, a, a way for us to do it. I think we've done it on SoundCloud in the past and released podcasts that way. But yeah, I, I do enjoy it things like this so it felt like we would um would try doing it again so what what sort of topics are you going to be talking about on your podcast i think we're just trying to talk about things that that interest us so it'll be variety i think um tomorrow's topic will be conspiracies which neither of me nor my friend are particularly supporters of conspiracy theory so we'll just be discussing that sort of that human shit. Sorry, that, that that human need to um. I don't know to to question everything, even if it's not logical to question it. Nice. Sorry, so that's that's basically what that's basically what it'll be. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it. We've got plenty of things we would like to talk about. So yep, this is a, a good start for it, really. Mate, conspiracy theories right now they are abundant. It's bloody um. Where did the um, coronavirus start? Is um, Kim Jong-un dead? And, oh, God. And, and, and should you inject disinfectant into you to uh, kill the coronavirus? <laughs> oh. I, think, I think part of the reason why we chose this topic is for that exact fact. It's yeah. so prevalent in, in the media at the moment. I think it was too juicy not to, not yeah. to speak about for a while, yeah. Now, we are meant to be having a third guest, which was barely infected, who said he was going to be turning up, um, but he's obviously running a bit late. I've just sent him a message saying, just join in um, when you get free, but we will kick it off because it always starts at 12. The first topic of tonight is, let me bring up the agenda. G'day, Nori, how you doing, mate? And Mar Marvin, g'day to you too, buddy. Um, okay, so... What's the most important missing feature in Daisy so far? Now this was interesting. This was really, really interesting for me because look what's winning. Well what look what won? Survival mechanics. It narrowly edged out bicycles, motorcycles, V3S and the party bus. Um, and Daisy is not Daisy without choppers, but the overwhelming majority of people, we had 1,500 votes, and 20% of people, just over 20% of people said survival mechanics need to be improved in Daisy. I think that was a huge surprise for me when I saw that the results went that way. It was not what I expected, to be honest, at I, all. Especially what came last. That I did not expect. I think there's that kind of misconception that, that people are 
walking away from vanilla and although clearly some people some people are but i think there's still a massive need and want for improved survival mechanics and i think like i mentioned last week for me the number one thing is uh, an, an improved health system and increased survival mechanics maybe things different with the environment i think cold yeah. at the moment is, is too damaging um i think blood <clears throat> loss is too damaging i think that definitely needs to be a lot more balance regarding survival but i didn't think that that people would vote that way i felt that people would move more towards i don't know, even more guns or the vehicles that you mentioned or choppers yeah. i think yeah. i was surprised that, that people people voted for survival mechanics really i mean surprised. like you could say that you know almost um 40% of people said vehicles, if you include choppers with the vehicles as well, um, that combined they do account for a lot. Um, but, you know, you can add up um, broken bones and survival mechanics and still get almost 40% as well. And as coaches just said in chat, keyword survival game. Um, I don't know, Crispy, I want to... I, I have said, um, Crispy's just said in um, chat, choppers actually ruin the game in my opinion. Um, now, I have never played DayZ with choppers. I've watched plenty of videos on it, but I've never played DayZ with choppers. Um, and we're going to be showing a video later from the DayZ expansion project. And what they have done with choppers is a thing of beauty. I'll let Coach, um, our resident um, chopper pilot in chat, um, tell us what he thinks of it when we show the video. But I think that's the um, uh, third topic, I think, is it? Third topic? No, the last topic. That was uh, the one you posted. But yeah, um, Rene just messaged and said he'll be here in a couple of minutes as well. So we might keep on talking about this topic um, so we can get Rene's input on it. Um, but, oh, no, don't need that up anymore. Um, but yeah, this is the um, surprising poll result. It really did. Some of the comments um, were quite funny. I have to give it to them. Um, forget all that shit. They need to fix the bugs, lag, and desync. Um, you know, some people, it, it is an issue, but there's a time and a place. Um, I think some people have become so focused on pushing that narrative that yeah you know daisy's dead and daisy's all the things that are wrong with daisy which nobody is pretending that doesn't have issues but i think there's so many positive things um in the daisy community and also positive steps that the devs are taking so i think that if you look at the improvements that we've had since you know 1.0 you know arguably daisy wasn't fit to be 1.0 when it was released if some people will will think that i probably think that's true but if you look at the massive improvements i know there's been issues but it's it's much better than it was at 1.0 or 1.1 or 1.02 or 1 yeah the steps that have taken have been huge so i think that to constantly push the narrative that you know desync and bugs if you think how bad the server performance was in the early versions after 1.0 it's it's night and day in some respects so I think to, to continue to push that, that point is, is narrow-minded for a lot of people. There was a comment, um, I was looking for it, um, and I did reply to her and say, and there's my idiot moment, uh, how could I forget bows? And this person's got their um, little thing descriptor after their name, I want my bow back. 
Um, that is, I would have been interested to see, I know I edited it, um, please include bows and arrows in survival. Um, so that may have um, affected that result. Um, but either way, it was still good. You know, just so many people, um, you know, I'm almost half tempted to put up a question. What's more important for you, choppers or bows and arrow? Because that was some of my best memories was those um, grinding, grueling patches when infected were quite hard. Um, and one of the first things you always did was get some rags. Remember when you could tear rags by hand, um, get yourself a stick, um, <clears throat> craft yourself an improvised bow, um, then craft yourself some sharpened um, sticks. Um, you know, go kill a chicken or loot the um, chicken um, hatch and yeah. I think I think for me personally, I would rather see bows and arrows and daisy than choppers. I'm not, I never use the bows that much, but I fully understand that they add an extra aspect to survival. Like like you know, as you as you just mentioned, and for me, that's more important, especially when you look at the, like you say, the the gruel in the the early hours of sometimes playing daisy. I think that for me, that would have add an an, an extra aspect that would be more interesting for me personally than choppers yeah. i know that some people would would disagree but like i said before i would much rather see more detailed survival mechanics than kind of adding more end game content like choppers i think for me but yeah i did share that um poll with uh Sumrak as well he found the uh um voting this was uh, probably about a day, two days after it was up he was finding the voting results quite interesting um so what he does with it, don't know, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, Rive um, has said uh, before, call me Rive Coaches, just put in chat, um, Daisy is the best it has ever been right now, and I will agree. Um, it's still got its issues that need to be fixed, but where it is right now is in a pretty damn good space. Yeah, it's never been never been better. I think the in some respects the servers are running amazingly well and the the drips of content that we are getting are adding positive things to the game. I know obviously that there's bigger and bigger bugs that are coming out that are subsequently fixed, but I think on the whole the progression through the past year has been positive. You know, despite sort of momentary setbacks and frustration with some people, it's a huge positive in my opinion. I think it's yeah. in a really good position. Now, we'll come back to it, but let's all welcome a big round of applause for the one, the only, the original God of Daisy podcasts, Barely Infected. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you doing? Fantastic, mate. Thank you You're so much. too generous. Nah, man. It, <laughs> I, I think I said in a tweet or maybe a message to you or whatever, but... I always looked at you and um, FT with your um, AlterCast um, with just sheer admiration for the fact that you guys did that. Um, and then Uncooper came and he did one for a while. Um, and I thought, well, the best guys have done it, so um, now we'll have the worst guy doing it and just trying to keep the uh, candle going. Um, and the fact that you have honoured me with your presence, I cannot thank you enough, my friend. <laughs> no worries. What have you been up to? Um, well, 
just a lot of random stuff to be honest uh, a lot of stuff in the house um yep we bought a like a couple of years we bought a house and i'm still kind of working on it every weekend yep just work i'm still trying to finish an education i've also been playing some other games and also also daisy but just not really making any content as uh, of the last few months yeah it's been, it's been noticed mate it's been noticed. I've, I've definitely noticed it. You know, yours is one of those notifications that when it pops up in my um, YouTube <laughs> subscriptions, it's like click click on that one and watch it because you've got um, one of those beautiful, um, you're the Dutch version of Vigilante, the Dutch version of Kerbo. There are certain people who I identify with being able to really sum up the feel of Daisy, and you are one of them. Well, th thank you. I appreciate it. It's I don't know. It's um, there's no specific like one reason why uh, why there's not been videos. It's just like just stopped at some point and it just didn't start it again yet. If you're not feeling it, don't force it. Yeah, that's that's one of the worst things. Yeah, you can yeah do. no, that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, Every, we'll but, wait. Um, mate. Look at Danny Boy. He just um, <laughs> started posting again, um, and people are overwhelmed. But yeah, he, his content was great. Um, mm. The way it was, if he'd forced it, it just would have. Yeah, yeah. You've only got to watch that video yeah, no, about exactly. Summit One G. Um, there's a video that's getting around of him that um, uh, talked about how he reinvented himself. Almost, he was hating what he was doing with streaming Fortnite and um, stuff like that, and then he just started streaming games that he enjoyed playing and. Now he's probably one of, if not the biggest name on Twitch. Yeah, I think I saw that uh, video, actually. It was made by someone else, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. It was. You, know, you don't force it. You just do it. That's why I've had, um, you know, I'm in a bit of a golden patch at the moment with um, YouTube again. Um, but I've had patches there where I haven't uploaded for a month or so, and it's like um, I've, I've done videos before and put them out where they when I wasn't 100% happy with them, and you, you're generally your own worst critic, so definitely don't do it if you're not feeling it. Would rather wait for your good stuff than, yeah. Yeah, sure, it will come again. I, I've been feeling it a little bit again, so uh, I'm sure it will come soon. Awesome. Now, did you happen to see the Reddit um, poll I put up? Uh, can you remind me? I think I did see it. What's the most important missing feature in DayZ for you right now? We had 1,500 votes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the number one answer was survival <clears throat> mechanics need to be improved, which includes bows and arrows. Okay. Wasn't yeah, choppers, that, uh... it wasn't uh, motorbikes, bicycles, it was survival mechanics. Yeah, I mean, it's the same stuff that everyone has been seeing for the last three years now. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's logical, I guess. But is it... Um, so, what's the second? Second was um, vehicles, the bicycles, motorbikes, V3S and party bus. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that one is less important. Last place was guns. Need more guns. Which kind of surprised yeah. me. I honestly expected that to be higher up. Um, but you could argue yeah. maybe that modders have satiated people's need in that respect. 
<laughs> Foxy, yeah. Foxy just wrote in chat, he misses your beautiful voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a little while. I've got to say, I, I think you've done the best reveal face reveal video of any Daisy YouTuber. I loved your face reveal. It was it just it summed you up perfectly. It was cheeky. It was <laughs> yeah. You came sidestepping out of the bushes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I don't know. I I just I just thought of that sketch and it was really simple. It was yep. really easy to make, and that was my goal. <laughs> no, I loved it, mate. It was really, really good. Um, okay, the next topic. So, um, well, can you sorry? introduce me to Val once, Mike? Oh, yeah, sorry, Val. Um, <laughs> g'day, uh, Renee. Renee, g'day, Mike. Hey, Hi, Renee. Mike. What's up? <laughs> yeah, it was like I'm there's one me. other guy here who <laughs> didn't talk yet. I thought I'd keep quiet when you were doing the introductions and then probably pop in at some point and say hi. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing very good. It's a nice day. Nice. nice day. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Also a nice day here. It's a little cold this morning, but uh, it's uh, it's really becoming like spring. It's here as well. It's surprising. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, in a way, it's not a good sign. There's already been some forest fires here, and I imagine you guys are getting them too. Are you from Australia as well? No, I'm from the UK. Oh, you're from the UK? I thought you were from, from the UK. <laughs> Australia as no, well. I hate it when people <laughs> confuse Aussies with Poms. The thing okay. is, people, you, people usually confuse like mm. southern, southern British people, like Cockneys, with Australians, because... Mm -hmm. I suppose a lot of the, the the twangs are the same. I'm from northern, very north of the UK, so I probably don't have a. Okay, a well, I apologize. I didn't mean to British offend anyone. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. No, I'm not offended. It, it just it it always makes me laugh because yeah, I'm notorious for calling poms whinge and bloody pommy bastards, and then when someone I, I hate it when I, I imagine it's like um, Canadians being called Americans, and they're like, "Are you for fucking real?" You can't tell the difference, yeah. and yeah, it's just one of those funny things. I'm used to being mistaken for Kiwi or vice versa, Kiwis for Aussie, mm. but it always astounds me that people confuse the British accent with Aussie accent because they just seem so different to me. Yeah, I think yeah. I used to. I feel like I used to be pretty good at the accents, but over the years, somehow for some reason, it got worse. I don't know why. Yep. Okay. What do you want to say, Mike? Oh yeah, sorry. But I think, like I said before, I think there is quite a lot of similarities between Cockney accents and Southern UK accents and the Australian accent. But I think the further you move away from the South, the, the less similarities there is really. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's all English to me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the second point. Should someone start a YouTube channel for Daisy? Now, I wrote um, when I wrote this point down. I feel yes, as a um, as for me personally, it's like a diary of all my best adventures that I've had, and they'll never be forgotten, even if it's only just by me. And I also add to that, there's some guys who have absolutely blown up in the last year or so. So there's still 
a big appetite for Daisy content out there. What do you guys reckon? I think for me, I, I agree with the point that it's kind of like a, a diary of adventures. I think that's a unique thing that you can document the things that have happened. And I think as well, you're correct that there is a huge appetite for Daisy content. You see new videos released all the time. Like you said earlier on with Danny's new video, there's people constantly watching people like JLK and, you know, as always, the Running Mans and um, Rav players. Red I think. Yeah, Red Tie and Septic Falcon, and those who we spoke about last week and people like that. There's still a huge appetite. So I think that if you have the hunger to either release content or yourself create a, a record of your adventures, then why not? I think that you've got nothing to lose, have you? So. Yeah, for me, I think it depends what your goal is. And I think that's the reason with every YouTube channel. Like if you if you're doing it for the money, I say just stay away from it. Yeah. If you are if <laughs> yeah. you Yeah, I mean, if you are if you want to do it for uh, just as a hobby and just because your heart is telling you like I want to make videos then maybe you should go and make videos like for me it worked like yeah i was i was literally writing my adventures down at some point and i was like i want to do this i want to start this youtube channel obviously i got inspired by some other people yep um as well and that's i think that's the case for almost everyone um and that's just uh and that's just i think that's that's the reason i think you do it out of you should do it if you do it out of passion yes but uh it is not, I don't think it's the ideal time to start with Daisy. Like it would obviously be, have been better if you would have started uh, at the end of, two, well, at the beginning of 2012. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's kind of unreasonable. Um, so uh, yeah, if you if you do it as a hobby, if you do it as, out of a passion, if you just want to do it for documenting reasons, like, yeah, why not? If you want to tell a story, I think if you do it with the right reasons, I think you can do anything you want. Foxy raises think... a good point in chat as well, um, uh, that he said he's got 400 hours of recordings himself um, and he's uploaded some stuff, but he can never be asked editing. And if you've done editing, like, I, I'm pretty lazy as an editor. Um, you look at some of the stuff that the pros like, I, I cannot even begin begin to fathom how much time it takes Fubar Bundy to do one of his videos. The amount of work he puts in going and recording stuff and getting into the same location on the map so he can do those aerial shots and come in. That's why he produces such um, in, so infrequently is because just to get the sort of footage that's worthy of one of his videos and then the amount of effort he puts into editing it is insane whereas i'm kind of um, i'm a lazy man's editor in that i just have a few you know transitions and a, a bit of a hey it's boydy yada 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 ciao for now <laughs> um, and pretty much just dump my footage on there but you look at the amount of subscribers i've got compared to how many fubar bundy has so he's being rewarded for the work he does but I, I don't think he's making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, he does it because he's passionate about it. He probably makes a few bucks, 
Um, but yeah, I it, it's 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 a hard grind editing videos. I think it's important to, in some respects, to do it for yourself, isn't it? If you want to be, and if you are passionate about it, and have no sort of delusions in some respects that you're gonna make money out of it, I think it's there's, there's no reason not to. If it's a passion that you have personally, I think it's worrying when you see younger people today and have these dreams of becoming a famous YouTuber and see all the, the people that do it and think that because someone else can do it, they're you know overnight going to be great. And you see it on Twitch as well, people just starting out, you know, clamoring for, for donations and really yeah. wanting to, really desperate to make a success of it without putting the work in. So I think, as you say, the work, you know, of, of course pays off. And I think people, if it's a passion, then do it. But if people are expecting overnight success and accolades then you know it's, it's not going to happen is it unless you're incredibly incredibly lucky and there's a certain formula as well that you can never really put your finger on can you Rene? sorry i was muted can you say again <laughs> there's a certain formula for the success as well but you can never really put your finger on it um yeah, no. obviously hard work is the biggest part of it and having a skill at editing like the likes of Minder and um, Paul and um, uh, Fubar Bundy have definitely helps but they're all very different content creators yet they're all very successful yeah, I think you got to stay close to yourself uh, because otherwise you're just copying someone else and you can never delve very deep into your own creative process yeah it will also be harder to do to keep that going if you not don't stick close to yourself yep um yeah so uh going back at the the, the amount of footage that uh foxy has uh, on his hard drive i i have like i, th I think i have even more 100 <laughs> hours on my hard drive and i've removed so much footage just without doing anything with it uh, over the over over the years it's just it's just not um, I mean it's not maintainable right I have I literally have like 12 terabyte of hard disk space and it's just full with stuff wow. I don't even know how much hour it is but uh, I'm just I'm just I just went on and started deleting it but I I think what you got to do like you got to find like a process for yourself, like a working process. Uh, so there's also that to it. Like, ideally, you live an adventure, you decide if you want to do it, something with it that day, and you, you maybe you cut out like small parts that you think like, oh, yeah, there's, those might have been interested, interesting. And maybe from there, you can make something, something bigger of it. That's what I've been thinking because I've been throwing away so much footage, but uh, there's always a, a t 10 minute here or a 10 minute there that it, that that would have been super interesting to yeah. to people. But it's also yeah, you gotta you gotta want to make it as well. Yeah. Um, but does those full flesh adventures, like I've been always uh, made made videos of, that hasn't really happened to me lately. I have not like the last half year or something, I have not had something like 
oh, I can make a full-fledged adventure out of this. Yeah. But there have been little parts, little pieces of adventures where like, oh, yeah, that might be might have been interesting. And maybe I should just make one of those videos, right? Even, even a compilation one. Yeah, but it becomes really hard if you have so much footage to dig through it, right? So, so I think you just gotta gotta be strict about it, and uh, go through your footage imme almost immediately after you lift it, because you still know it in your brain what you've done. Yeah, that's probably and an important thing. You go from there. That that organization yeah. of, um, you know. Uh, getting when you finish the run, getting off and finding that bit of um, recording, give it a name so that it prompts you. Um, even move it to exactly. a separate folder so it's not stuck in with the hundreds of other things labeled Daisy two zero one four fucking dash six nine eight seven whatever. Um, and then you spend, and then you just get frustrated and you end up having one of those rage moments like fuck it, there's too much. I'm just going to delete it all. And then a week later you go, oh, what about that interaction I had? And then you. Yeah, realize yeah. you deleted it or you just can't find it. And... I've had that. I've had that so often. Yeah, I wouldn't even believe. YouTube is so much harder. Norrie kind of said there in um, chat. I think the younger ones these days look for the instant success. That's why they turn to the likes of Twitch, where the results are there quicker. They can interact with their chat as it happens, rather than replying in a video. Twitch is not like. Uh, um, Twitch is easier. It is easier to stream than it is to YouTube. Um, because you know, especially if you know a few people, they can shout out your stream, and um, it's it's easier to set up. It's um, and you know, editing. There's a skill to it. Um, you can just you know bulk upload a thing, but it quickly gets you know, boring for someone watching through an hour video where it's just you running. And I've been guilty of doing them myself. Um, it takes uh, some. Uh, Sorry, just got a hashtag in chat. Uh, make Renee upload again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, t YouTube is hard. YouTube is very hard. And like, um, to put it in perspective, most of you probably know my channel. Um, four years, five years I've been doing YouTube for. I actually made my first $100 from YouTube just the other week. $100 okay. for four years of videos. Um, I've never had a mega viral video or nothing like that. I think my biggest one is like 16 or 18,000 views. Um, but that puts it in perspective for you. Um, I think, yeah, I think Twitch is probably easier. Like I've only ever done Twitch and not YouTube. And I think even if you start from nothing on Twitch, there's still a much more greater likelihood that you'll have some degree of success as compared to YouTube. I think the time you have to put in, you know, I'm not saying that Twitch streaming is lazy because, you know, clearly it's not, but I think that the time that people put in is clearly a lot less in some respects on Twitch, especially when you're starting out is what I mean. So you can literally, you know, just go live and, and stream and see how it goes. And I think that aspect of being able to dip your toes in the water on Twitch is, you know, quite a good thing really, but I know it puts people off because they've going week after week after week with you know zero or one or two viewers and but i think it's yeah it's easier to jump into with twitch like i've never tried youtube and i've never really had a desire to because i've just not really wanted to make to make videos so but i think for me it was um just the the element that you could talk to people in chat was the thing that and the thing that yeah. brought me towards wanting to use twitch rather than 
make videos. The, so I'm not... the big thing I think with Twitch is what Renee said earlier about be true to yourself. Um, if you try to be fake on Twitch, you'll get found out. Um, if you're not yourself, um, Twitch can be, streaming can be very um, draining on you psychologically. Um, if Especially if you were to put on a face with fake persona, I think you would, oh, I couldn't imagine trying to be someone who I'm not on um, Twitch. I think it's also important to play games that you love, isn't it, rather than just oh, playing definitely. games that are incredibly popular. Like anyone could jump in and play, I don't know, Fortnite or Escape from Tarkov. Although I do like Tarkov, but the, the games that are more popular at that time. But I think it's a disservice on yourself and in some respects your own mental health to force yourself to play things that you dislike for hours on end just for the sake of some distant girl of being successful. I think I'd, I'd hate to play games that I thought were shit just for the sake of trying to get people in chat I'd hear it yeah I feel like Twitch is like um, and I'm, I'm I mean I've streamed before and um, but not not uh, I was never a partner or anything but um, I've streamed on uh, on YouTube as well a little bit um, and I feel like you just don't well personally I don't always feel like streaming Yep. I just wanna want wanna live my daisy adventure, and sometimes I do like streaming with other like because everyone is watching you, right? And that's and that's live happening, and you have to interact, and you cannot provide your hundred percent attention to the game. And I feel like that's in a way a disservice to your immersion into the game that's how i experienced it anyway and and i feel like and maybe that's uh, maybe that's not what everyone is looking for but i was always looking to immerse myself fully into the game and i feel like that is not always something you can do if you're streaming and i always feel with streaming and daisy specifically i feel like a lot of people at least the popular streamers they're neglecting parts of Daisy that that yes. that aren't really there, like yes. base building and stuff. Yes. It's like if they go and uh, dig a stash or something somewhere, it's it's gonna get found, right? Because everyone knows where it is, and uh, that's just something that's really hard to uh, to do. So, and I I think because that's really hard to do, people are not doing it, and that's why the game isn't fully represented on a platform like Twitch. And I'm yes. not saying no no one is doing that. There's probably some that are doing that, but definitely the more popular people, they just uh they they maybe they try it once like base building and then they just don't do it anymore because it's 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 kind of a waste, right? Well, Tape dropped a video a couple of weeks ago, I think that was said why why content creators or why streamers um can't have bases or shouldn't have bases. Um and it was him uh, trying to do a base and just constantly getting raided. Um, and I've, I've done it myself. I've had um, a faction on the Daisy Down Under server um, and I've streamed showing the base and um, I've tried to hide the base and I inevitably always end up being raided. Um, so I, I still keep on doing it. I still keep on trying to show bases and um, all the rest of it. Uh, but I think another thing, like you mentioned base building, Renee, another thing that gets sorely neglected, um, and 
my my chat um, enjoy watching me struggle with the survival aspect of Daisy, but you don't really see the big guys going on and playing on these hardcore survival servers because it makes for pretty boring gameplay watching them just die over and over again on the coast until they manage to get a lucky break and survive and then make it inland and because they're not finding epic fat loots and having massive gunfights with 10 AKM mags and all the rest of it it's much harder so again your point about it's not truly representing all of what Daisy is is definitely a big issue with the content creator community I think you see more and more streamers sorry and uh, moving towards yeah. like I said heavily heavily modded service to try and keep it interesting in inverted commas for yeah definitely. chat all the time like go, go, going for those over the top um, PvP things and try and find all the huge interesting guns and I think that you know I agree that they're neglecting certain parts of, of DayZ probably because like you said they can't build a base or because they're moving towards these servers which although the, some of these servers are great just playing on them servers by extension neglects certain survival aspects and things like that so yeah I agree what were you going to say Renee? yeah I don't know what I want to say but um, I can say something now um, <laughs> so yeah so I think it's also like if you want to if you are a content creator and you you would like those kind of uh, things to be shown in the game then don't be shy just do it right just do your own thing and and show that kind of gameplay yep it's uh, it's very easy to uh, to not tell the truth or to be a victim of a success that that was uh, kind of unlikely to be like I feel like uh, people like Frankie on PC he started an adventure and it was so successful and he wanted to continue it yeah and then he started looking for every single way he could continue the story right and that's how that's the, and it worked for him in a way but it also became his trap right because in a way he it got he got kind of caught that it wasn't all as legit as you wanted yeah. to be maybe or as he uh sh tried to show it to be and that's uh, and that's a shame uh so i think like just strict truth to yourself and if you think the game is worth it and you want to show a specific part of the game just do it and try to find the best way to do that daisy is a hard game as well like you can play PUBG and it's all over in you know maybe a, a minute from when you drop to 30 minutes later when you get that glorious chicken dinner or Fortnite and a victory royale. Daisy, you can put hours and hours and hours into a character and then get KOS'd and never know what happened. Um, and you could have been gearing up towards an epic storyline um, and then all of a sudden some dickhead just KOS's you. But as I've had explained to me, you never know what that person's storyline is. They may have just been shot at or you know something like that and been trying to stalk someone trying to find someone you may look like someone um anything like that daisy mm. is a very hard game to make content for yeah in a way i think i think it's actually 
I think you got to be creative. Like you got to use your imagination because you start somewhere and you don't know what's going to happen. So you have to use your own brain to create something. You got to make your decision. Like you go to, you, you start in the middle in between Berezino and Electro. So you got to choose. Yeah. Why do you go to such city? And I think that's, that's kind of thing is interesting. Isn't it all about decision making and follow a story through? It's yeah. just how do you tell that story? And I think that's, um, I think that's what's fun about DZ and, um, and I think, but I don't, I don't think everyone can get into it. And I think, um, the, like with, with uh, a lot of content creators, they aren't specifically representing the way you play your story. And I think that's that's because you have your own imagination. Barros but, um, has raised a good point in chat there um, that too many now seem not to go for the true organic interaction. Some seem to be scripted or not totally accidental meetings. I should put it like that as they realize they are with a streamer and act up. And that's one of the issues. Like, Renee, you've got a very distinctive voice. Um, yeah. You get recognized easily. Um, I'm not. I'm kind of lucky in that I'm still quite small. Um, on the Daisy Down Under server, most people know me, um, but I can still jump on other servers and people have no clue who the fuck I am. So I'm kind of lucky in that regard. But you know, you look at the trouble that Paul, Tope, Minder, um, those guys have, um, because they've all got quite distinctive voices as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, and they are also streaming it to a million people. Yep. So, yeah, uh, and that's the question is indeed uh, how much of their interactions are genuine because people are trying to find them on blah, blah, blah. I think you've it's, seen it. Uh, you've seen mm -hmm. it with Paul, haven't you? Some, uh, during some of Paul's most recent videos, or at least over the past year, he's had some mm -hmm. amazing interactions, uh, amazing videos that have a week or two weeks or three weeks on the line. It's been ascertained that these people were were stalking on stream or it was a completely contrived yeah, interaction yeah. that's not that's not a criticism of, of the video or of paul but obviously that's as you say it's something that he's got to and people like him like Turpin minder and the mr og and people like that have got to contend with because it's difficult yeah. for them to know if something's legit and if a, an interaction is organic and and yeah it's, it's, it's not always their fault indeed it's like like you say like some of my best interactions I've had on a stream and I don't stream that often. So how much of that is legit? So the only thing that is legit that I can tell you is my reaction to such situation. But if you keep meeting the same people over and over again for whatever reason, then you got to start asking yourself like how much of that is legit. I got a, I got a video on my channel. It's called The Game. And The Game was the channel. It was like, from my perspective, it was completely legit, and I didn't know how everything went or how every, like how, uh, how much of that was uh, was real. From my perspective, it was real, but the the months after, I kept meeting those same people, yeah. and I'm like, well, are they looking for me? Are they? What are they doing? And especially if me or if I was joining a stream. And they would, for some reason, always show up 
and how often are you being held up by the same people right if you're being held up three different times on three different occasions you got to ask yourself like this is just not legit anymore right yep yeah but still if i think it's you can easily like make that video if you are a content creator if from your perspective the situation was legit but it's not fun if you midway the interaction you find out like oh maybe maybe this guy i mean you become suspicious i guess and um, i've been a lot of times with paul uh, when he was playing and and he got recognized right it's just he always puts puts on that silly voice as well right oh and he, he's instantly uh, recognizable yeah um but it's even but he try, tries to put up that voice so he doesn't get recognized and <laughs> it still happens right mm -hmm. but it also makes the extra interaction silly and you don't want the interaction well for, i don't want the interaction to be silly i want it to be it's a i want i want to immerse myself into the game right i don't want to be trolled or whatever yeah so that's so that's also a thing like it doesn't make it very fun to me sometimes it's just like that's why uh, I don't know it's like if people recognize me in uh, in an interaction immediately the tension drops away because people know I'm not planning to shoot them but yeah you don't always want that right because you want the genuine DayZ experience you want to be with this specific stranger and you want to feel that tension sometimes but you don't know what the other guy is planning to one time, for example, I was playing with this guy, and he was really weird. I, I probably should have shot him a long time ago. But then I heard from FT that this guy was streaming, and he was planning to kill me. But in the end, when we got as far as Starry Sober, he was like, oh, this guy is actually pretty cool. Uh, so he wasn't planning to shoot me anymore at that point. <laughs> and... And if you and that's kind of what you play for, right? You kind yeah. of feel someone is kill, is trying to kill you, but you kind of want to want to convince them you're a good guy, you're a nice guy, you want to be their friend, and you want to you want to switch their perspective. I think that was pretty cool. That is. In the end, I think we're both died, but. Uh, <laughs> and that's yeah. one of the beauty, beautiful things of Daisy. You can do things that you just can't do in any other game. It's an amazing, amazing game that has sunk its evil tendrils deep into our souls. Okay. Yeah. The next topic. This is one that um, uh, Mike, you and Brim discussed last week. Was Daisy Standalone more enjoyable before base building? Now, that was based on, um, I think, something Foxy had in his um, Twitter. Um Now, I put um, it as a poll up on... Um, yeah, Foxy did a Twitter poll um, where the majority of Foxy's followers said, yes, it was. But Reddit disagrees. Reddit um, was pretty much... Uh, well, it was 92 to no. It was not more enjoyable before base building. And 58 said yes. What do you guys think? 
I think for me, like I said last week, I'm pretty much on the fence. Like, I think anything that facilitates different interactions and gameplay styles in Daisy is a positive. I think that that's, you know, like we've kind of alluded to earlier, one of the great things about Daisy is that it's an organic story that develops moment to moment. It's not something necessarily that you should plan in advance. And I think if you were on your journey and felt the desire to put down your roots and build a base, um, then I think that's a positive. I personally don't build bases. And I know on Fox's poll, I had said that I preferred Daisy before base building, but that was solely on the basis that I don't build bases. I think for overall interactions and gameplay choices, bases are likely to be positive. I think, you know, of course, there's still issues with balancing and still issues with server performance that, and the effect that the existence of bases can have on that. But for me, like I said, I don't build bases, but yeah, if it, if it facilitates a different gameplay style or a different story, then that's a positive for me personally. Renee, I'm interested in your perspective on this one from your experience with the village. Now, you guys never did any mods for base building, so it was always vanilla bases, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true. And how, how um, did people take to it? People didn't like it. They wanted to, to protect their bases and that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah. As a server owner, you got to decide what you want to do with that. Uh, I think at, this, at some point we were we were in a place where we were like we we just want to provide the vanilla experience. Um, yeah. Initially, it wasn't really because of that. Initially, it was because we were kind of a server that was a private server, but was still vanilla. So any feedback we had on base building because it was used so much, we we fed back into the developers and uh, so they could make changes to the game or fix a bug or blah 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 um, but and after that kind of was the case we we said like okay so what do we really want right and in the end we just decided we there's so many modded servers out there that we just wanted to provide uh, a vanilla experience um, that's always what I play anyway, and um, uh, and I understand that like a lot of people didn't like that so much, especially the people who were so tied to their bases and really felt at home uh, in the village. They just felt like they needed protection, and uh, in a way, I understand it too. Uh, but that was just not the the way we wanted it to to go, I guess, with the village. It was also, I don't know. It was also, uh, it's it's not really the goal of Daisy Base Building to, to, be, to be like Rust, like to protect everything at all costs, right? Including yourself. Uh, I think Daisy Base Building is supposed to be an interactive, thing right you can interact interact with the world so for example mike if you you don't like build bases but if you would encounter a base with people in it 
that would make you extremely happy, I imagine, right? It's those kind of things that just make the world like living and breathing. And I think that's uh, any addition that gives more life to the daisy world. I think it's a good addition, um, but it shouldn't be like a lot of uh, these mods out there. They're a little buggy, right? I don't like that about it. So I think if you use mods on your server, I think you should do that as minimal as possible. And I don't think Daisy should become a rust. It's uh, kind of as simple as that. But I don't think base building is a bad addition. I think it's a good addition. And uh, but it's more about uh, I don't know the story you live. And yeah, it's not fun when it gets broken down, but. Back in the day when there was no base building and you only had a tent, I would place any tent anywhere and it would yeah. be found within a day, right? It would just be found. Uh, and stuff would just be stolen out of it. So then stashes came to be and stashes, you could hide them very well and barrels too, uh, I guess. Before they but, did that uh, horrible uh, graphical update, which meant you couldn't hide them in the trees anymore. Yeah, but still, um, uh, people put barrels everywhere in rocks, in lakes, in whatever, right? So it's uh, it was always kind of sketchy. But Daisy was always like that. People found the glitches and used the glitches. I've used the glitches. I didn't know any better back in the Daisy mod. I used to place a tent in an unenterable building, um, which is nice, and I don't uh, um, condone that kind of behavior, but I, I don't think it's, it should be the case, right? I don't, don't do that stuff anymore. But now you get the mods where they can pretty much make it so you can place a tent almost anywhere into a wall and all the rest of it now. So, yeah, there's servers that are actively encouraging that, but um, I, I, I kind of lean into the, I don't mind bases. But I really hate it when you get on these servers, um, especially some of the harder ones, where there'll be a big faction that can just clearly dominate a server. You know, they end up with a massive uh, McMansion um, and all the good loot is stored um, safely behind multiple airlocks and all the rest of it. And then they just dominate from there or there's a couple of factions and the factions end up um, warring amongst each other and it's, it's very hard for the lone wolf players to um, survive on those maps without constantly coming across big groups of you know guys who if they die it's no issue to them they just run straight back to their base and they get um, geared up again in seconds um, it kind of I did it for a while and I enjoyed it but I quickly realized that my joy comes from the pretty much what Foxy said, being a nomad, uh, maybe having a stash somewhere, maybe walling off a little barn and you know putting a tent in there or something like that, but making it as small as possible so it's you know not attractive to people to want to waste a raid tool or something like that on it and yeah, but my biggest challenge um, or love of the game at the moment is these hardcore servers where if I die I get upset but then it's like okay I get to battle 
because no one's really got it right yet where there's a good ongoing challenge. For most of the hardcore servers I've played, it's all about that challenge when you first spawn in. Can I survive the first 30 minutes? Can you name me a couple of examples of these hardcore servers? Because I think I only played on uh, on Daisy Underground and I don't think it was that hard. Um, After Dark um, is one in your neck of the woods. It's based in the UK. Um, okay. There, it's looking quite promising. Um, the uh, one of the biggest things I like about it is how rare ammunition is. Um, your lower caliber ammunitions mm. are quite common, nine mil, forty-five, three eighty. Um, but your bigger caliber, like you'll find generally stacks of two or three um, rounds of um, each various type of ammunition, which I think is brilliant. Like I got into a battle um, with June eleven, um, <clears throat> and. I had a scorpion and one magazine, and it was at night time. And you know, you all know um, how quickly a scorpion um, chews through one magazine. So then I'm having to take the magazine out of the gun, um, put it into my hands, reload it whilst running around. And these guys were searching for me with torches. It was just such a brilliant interaction because of the challenge of not just being able to instantly reload with another mag and another mag and another mag and another mag that were already loaded up and I had you know high tier stuff and all the rest of it it was really good to have to manage the different aspects of the game um, reloading and you know thankfully they've got the R button now which makes it a little bit easier so you're not relying on the hot bar and but you kind of lose that when you have these massive bases and you die in, especially if your base is near a spawn, people will just suicide over and over until they get a spawn near their base and run straight back into it. Yeah, I, th I think the respawning thing has always been there, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that's ever gonna change. No, I remember a big battle on um, Daisy Down Under, which is another hardcore server. Um, and it was at the base that I was running, the trader base. Um, and I died um, twice uh, throughout the evening. Um, but the sad part for me was every time I died, I sat with the spawn I got. But I would look around me and there'd be three or four dead people who just committed suicide when you could still do it with a long stick. And it was like, uh, okay, uh, I get that you enjoy it, but you know this is a more hardcore server. Um, you know, I know you want to get back into the action and all the rest of it, people, but it just it disappointed me that people were playing yeah. like that. Yeah, I um, I mean, it's, people should do whatever they want, I guess. You don't want to judge people too hard, I guess. It's just you play your own game, I guess. But it's not my neck of the woods. It's not not what I like. Yeah, but I understand why. I mean, I have done it very rarely when I only had like an hour to play and I want to get back to my friend, right? Yep. But I try to really not do it at all. Look, that that I can't really see an issue with. With you just trying to get back to near your friend or something like that, um, but running straight back into a big battle, you know, it's it, it. This isn't a battle royale. 
this 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 server that I'm talking about, Daisy Down Under, it's an interaction encouraged RP style server. So constantly, you know, how, how was there meant to be a clear winner of the, the battle when people were being killed and then they were just coming back into the battle again? You know, I think some, it, yeah. sometimes you've got to take a loss for the benefit of the story. What were you going to say, Mike? I, I think it's something that people have heavily criticised with games like Scum, isn't it, is that you can effectively choose where you, oh. you respawn, and you can respawn right on top of your previous engagement, so that's yeah moves more away from this kind of survival journey where you take what you've been given and you try and build a life, and there's an, a certain achievement in you know starting in a really shitty place and then progressing through the map and making a success of your story, but I think that if you could choose exactly where you spawn, you know, regardless of where on the map it is, I think that just kills interaction for me. I think, as, as you say, it's there's no resolution to uh, an, an, a, an, a, a battle, I suppose, because it could literally just go on forever and ever and ever if people were just respawning where they died and then trying to kill people with a with a stick or whatever. And it would, yeah. it would, it, yeah. I read it at like aspects of, of games where, where they have that, not on a. I've seen um, a mod, I think it might be on Blue Waffle, I'm not sure, but basically where you spawn, there's like a sign or something and you can walk up to it and select where you want to be teleported to and it just teleports you there. And some of them are inland, like not in the far northwest corners and that, but to, you know, Staroy and um, Mogilevka and places like that. It, it, it surprised me, but if that's what people want, so be it. But yeah, I just feel that bases... Um, kind of ruins some of the joys of what DayZ was, you know, that getting out and looting and the joy of finding something, but that's that's for me, myself. I think for me, there's something quite endearing to be able to go on a really, really hard journey on a hard server, yeah. and then when you've had some success, maybe barricade a single building and store a tiny bit of, of loot. Uh, I, I'm not against that as a mechanic but I think that oh. Oh. people tend to you see it on hard on really really overly modded servers don't you you know servers where you can go into the first building and get a Macmillan you still see people storing shitloads of loot in, in a base yeah. when it's just pointless because you can become fully geared in the first town you're in so <laughs> you know why I, I don't get it personally but or you, or you do one base run and you just go straight to the trader and buy all the gear you need in any case yeah yeah it's it's it appears pointless to me, but if somebody enjoys doing that, then, you know, who am I to say they're wrong, but I don't pay. Look, that's one good thing about DayZ right now with the mods. There's servers that cater to everyone's taste. Yeah, and I think that's a, a huge positive of mods, is that, like we keep saying, DayZ is about individual experience, and people are clearly going to have a different idea of what they want to do on a server so if, if they've got a server that caters to their specific needs or desires then that's great and, and mods are great for that reason but I think again I think it's of course it's a bit give and take I think there's plenty of like I say with, when I go back to what I said before about huge bases on overly modded servers I think that that is kind of at odds for me personally but Again, if that's what you want to do, then then go ahead. 
Is the village still going strong, Renee? Uh, yeah, it's still up. I think there's, uh, it's not full all the time, but it's, uh, it's still, there's still a lot of people playing and the village is still standing. Awesome. Um, I haven't been there, uh, the last month or so, but before that it was standing and I heard it was still standing two weeks ago. Awesome. That's, uh, yeah. Because it was, uh, it was such a great idea. The thing I loved the most about the village was the no VoIP. Oh, sorry, no um, third-party um, communication programs mm. and that. I loved that. I loved the fact that, and it's something I still try to do as much as possible, is as much communication as possible in-game. It can be a detriment, especially when you're on a server where you know everyone else is using TeamSpeak channels and all the rest of it, but I love the fact that you know, it's more organic, it's more raw, you can hear people, you might overhear someone when you might not have heard them because they're talking and it just, it adds that whole extra element of, of yeah, just immersion. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but that's obviously because I created that rule. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it's, it's, uh, it's one of the best ideas if you if you want to make your your gameplay like just feel more real, I guess. But it's so hard to please. So uh, yeah, but that that's why we call kind of call it a rule of honor. But if we find out, we we will uh, we will take action. Yep. Um, so uh, I think that's that's the thing. But uh, it's, I mean, what do you want to do, right? I, we, we literally banned some, uh, so, some, uh, some streamer because he was using VoIP and he thought he, he, he could, right? Because he wasn't using it in a, in a bad way. Uh, but, you know, that's not the point, right? It's, it should be no one uses VoIP. Uh, everyone uses in-game stuff. And uh, I think that... Um, that's that's just the rule and that's where you got to stick to it and, yeah um, it's my house if you don't like it you can get the fuck out <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> uh, but, yeah but because there's uh, there are so many servers out there right so yeah. you can just just use uh, TeamSpeak or discord on another server and uh, and play with your with your friends there like I think the individual experience and I think everyone should just try it, right? If you normally play with a group of friends, like just only use in-game communication. It will enrich your experience. And if you die, don't immediately send a message to your friends, but wait a minute or 10 before you do. And it will it will just enrich your experience so much, I think. I think it adds an extra element of fear, which is positive. Like if you, for example, if you think a guy's in a house and you're outside the house, obviously the risk that that person may well hear you talking and shoot whereas i think if you're just talking in team speak or discord there's a exactly it takes yeah. away from that element of the, the interaction because you can just do it silently whereas i think that sometimes the aspect of fear that you can still get in daisy is and and that whole thing is coordinating if you're in a gunfight you know having yeah, to coordinate your guys yeah. and not i'm hoping they don't overhear you and <clears throat> It's yeah, really hard with uh, yeah. with big groups, but 
uh, yeah, you you can still you can. I th I think it's a challenge, right? So why why don't you try? Why why don't you try to do that and give yourself that experience? Yeah. But there's always one guy in the group that doesn't like it, right? Yep. Sorry, what do you want to say, Mike? I'm not actually quite sure. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just leave that. Yeah, I'll just leave what I was going to say there. I'm not sure. Yeah. You no, know, we we definitely um covered a lot on that point. Um, that you know. It's, it's not just bases, but there's, there's so much about Daisy, and it sort of touches back to what you said earlier, Renee, that um, there's a lot of people missing out on a lot of awesome aspects of Daisy um, that, yeah. Um, the next point. What is the best video on Daisy you watched in the last week? I haven't watched a Daisy video in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best video you last watched? Um, or the last best video you watched? I have to think about it. You guys I go can, first. I can answer if you want and give you a bit of time. Yep. Go for yeah. it, Mike. Um, I think I watched Danny Boy's new video um, Bars, over the past that was gonna be couple mine. of days. Was it? Well, I'll, yeah. I'll give you another one then. But that was the one I watched most recently. Yeah. Um, the the one I shared in the Discord too about the the video that the expansion yes uh, mod team released, which I think was kind of a follow up to what we spoke about last week. Is that the of course the the quality of I, I, we spoke about it earlier on a bit, but the the quality of the choppers that the seemingly able to implement is slowly but surely becoming really good. I think. But for me, yeah, it was going to be. Danny Boyd's video. I watched. I've been quite busy this week, so I've been watching just quite short videos. So I watched one of Rav Play's um, myth busting videos because I was just love those. At, they are yeah. Brilliant. I had a few. Yeah, I had a few minutes. So I thought I'll just watch that because um, and yeah, I, I watched most of his videos too. So, Renee, what do you think of um, Rav Play's uh, new videos? Is he kind of cementing himself as the um, um, alternate Wobo? I don't know. I I haven't seen them to be honest. Oh, you'll have to definitely check them, mate. Um, he's I, probably I, it's, the it's best just like I've since always, Wobo. I've watched so many videos uh, yeah. over the years that like I at some point I kind of stopped watching videos and I only watched those of FT and Running Man's and stuff. Yep. And it's just been out of it really. But no, my, but mine was definitely. Uh, sorry. I will have a look. Yeah, def yeah, definitely worth it. He's 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 not like right into the science like Wobo did, but he's he's British as well, which helps. Um, he's got that uh, similar sort of accent to Wobo. Um, Australian. And, Australia. <laughs> 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 um, but he's he's his MythBuster ones are really really good. Getting in and um, uh, talking about you know. Um, and and expanding on it, and he's he's just recently um, started. He put a screenshot of um, someone's comment um, as the, for the question they've asked. Like I know he did one of mine. I asked him to expand on the grenade. Will it go off if shot? Um, or sorry, will it go off if someone has it in their hand um, and they get shot and it drops to the ground? And I asked him to check it in throwing animation and things like that. And he people are really uh, enjoying it um, because. 
there's so many myths mm-hmm. and questions that people have about DayZ, and it's good that someone's addressing them. Yeah, I guess I um Yeah, I think I think I mean Wobo was very successful with with those kind of stuff. So Massively. I think I think that kind of stuff is successful. I to be honest, I always avoided Wobo's videos. Yep. Because you like to find it out yourself. I didn't want Yeah, I didn't want to I don't want to know the numbers behind the behind the thing because it kind of like you can you can game the game if you know what I mean. It's yeah. the same thing as people want to stay warm in Daisy, so they cook up worms and they put it on their body, and it's just such a silly thing to me, right? So I just don't do it. Uh, and it's you can. But kinda, you were always you can, a pretty much horrible purist, Renee. That's the one thing I remember was uh, yeah. some of those great memories but, of the Holy Trinity. You, Paul, and um, FT. Um, and you were like the the good conscience, always there when those two were up to mischief or whatever. You were always there saying, "No, I don't like that. I don't want to be a part of that." And I think the highlight of that was when you saved Hicks from being shot by them on top of the um, Zub Castle, was it? Yeah, Zub Castle. Yeah. Yeah. You were always the nice guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's uh, that's how I play the game, but uh, I just I just want things to be fair, I guess, and that uh, goes through uh, into the game as well. That shows through the game as well. I mean, now Adam Franku or Sumrak um, had a tweet um, uh, out. Um, Tim Fisher said, "Howdy, I know it's a long shot, but do you think there's a chance?" <clears throat> Tanoa would ever be ported to DayZ. I've wanted to see zombies in it since the first time I played it. And he said, Hey, highly unlikely at this point in time, given the resources that Tanoa port would require. Much more than Livonia did, mainly because of the pristine feel that a lot of assets have there. Now, did you ever play Tanoa, either of you two? Nope. So sorry, I missed what is going to be ported to DayZ. Um, he... he was uh, someone was asking if they would port Tanoa, the Tanoa map? Oh, Tanoa, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play it, Renee? Tanoa. Um, I don't know. Maybe. It's like the, is it the, the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian sort of theme map, isn't it? That one. I'm not sure. Is that uh, right? Yeah, it is. I've seen videos of it, but I've never, yep. never played so it. Myself, but it's, yeah, it's like. So I'm guessing it's all new building designs and stuff like that that is the issue for them. Oh, it's Arma Tree. So I I have played to Noah, but only yep. in Arma Tree. Yep. Uh, I played that uh, that campaign. I think. I don't remember, but I definitely played it. The thing I took from that was that they are considering uh, more maps, so that's good. Um, to hear um, but yeah it just sounds like it won't be for some time I'm guessing Livonia was a fairly easy one for them to port across and we might have to wait before we see anything new I think they get yeah. a wave of shit I think they get a wave of shit though if they ported across oh. armor maps because even when Livonia was released and from how I understand it Livonia was developed simultaneously wasn't it for Daisy and Armour 3 
And so that was kind of like a joint project. And people were still saying, well, you've, you've parted over a Armour 3 map, you know, you're just money grabbing, you're lazy. Oh. So I think if people went to a map that was a few years old and then parted that over, even though I disagree, I think they'd get a whole load of shit for that. <laughs> have either of you played Deer Isle? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on it once. The server I joined was insanely modded and just bases everywhere and it was the lag was that bad that I kind of okay I'll come back another time and I've never been back on it but I've heard good feedback what do you two think of it Renee um yeah I play I haven't played it lately I have to say and uh, I know it's uh, it's uh, being further developed but it has some really nice touches to it and it feels really good uh, even though I felt like the start was kind of heavy militarized yep um but um but i do really like the feel of it um the the, the guy who makes it i've actually played with him and uh i mean there's a server with my name on there it's hosted by spaggy it's dear uh, isle no mods so you can have that there's uh, seven people playing on it at the moment so yeah. definitely have a look uh, if you want to uh, but yeah, it has a great feel to it. I think the map maker, uh, I've I've played with him briefly when I was mm -hmm. playing in, in a new patch uh, hot, like six months ago or something. Um, and he he literally showed off showed off like hidden hallways, li little gateways, uh, uh, some sort of fake sewer system, uh, some sort of cave. I mean, it's it's really beautiful. I think there was a guy called. Um, John, who makes uh, Deer Isle uh, cinematic videos of it, yep, and uh, and they they show off the the map really nicely as well. So definitely have a look if you if you if you are interested. But yeah, it's I think this is one of the guys that has been like very committed in mm. making a map himself and being really good at it. What so do you one think, of the Mike? few, I think. I've only Sorry? played I've only played the um the vanilla oh, version yeah. that, that Spaggy has on, on his server. And I know you just mentioned yeah. that runner. Um and I am I think it's a really well crafted map. I think as you said there was issues at the beginning, but I think for now some of the locations have been made really nicely and I think that there's a big survival aspect to the map as it is now because there's still large swathes of um I suppose terrain that doesn't have that much there but it really gives you that feeling of walking through the woods and surviving in the woods especially when you have no knowledge of the layout of the map i think you know i, yeah. I got hella lost on on deer isle a few times and and died but um yeah i think i had a really good experience playing it i'd seen a few people recently playing a new map and i can't remember what it's called it begins with v and that looked really nice as well i'm sure someone in the chat can probably um, yeah. Confirm what I'm saying, but I might have Calming. to because I, I was so excited playing Livonia. And I, I deliberately, yeah, I deliberately um, avoided um, looking at the map of Livonia, and I gave myself a a personal rule that I wouldn't use um, um, Eyes of Ivan unless I had a map on me, um, because I was having trouble interpreting some of the symbols on there, mainly because I wear glasses. And I survived makes it a bit easier, but it was so good getting lost on Livonia. 
So I think I might have to give Deer Isle a shot because that's half the joy is getting lost and not knowing where you are. And whilst it's great to jump back on Cherneris, Cherneris is, yeah, you just, you know where everything is. It's very hard to get lost mm -hmm. other than pitch black night and no compass in the middle of a forest. And the forests aren't even really that big. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. And I think what I kind of like... What I liked about Deer Isle as well is that you kind of start in a kind of remote area. There's like one little house. Um, so you kind of get eased into the game before yep. you get to a bigger city. You don't spawn. Yeah, well, you spawn in the village, but you don't, or... yeah, you don't spawn in a bigger city. Uh, at least not when I was spawning. Yep. You kind of spawn in this holiday resort camp or whatever. And then you kind of get eased into the game a little better. Than maybe Chenaris. I I really like that about it. It's it gives especially that feel when you first play it. It's a really good feeling, I think. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I agree. I think it. I think my recollections of of playing are very, very, very similar. I think again for what Boyd said, I I didn't look at any maps when I played Livonia for the first time, and also when I played. You know, played Deer Isle, so I think for me it was same, yeah, yeah, incredibly difficult. I think when I first started on on Deer Isle, but I think the the progression through the map, like you said, like on Chinaris is is does seem to be a benefit there. But yeah, I think I struggled on Deer Isle an awful lot, but I think it was a a struggle that I enjoyed. It, it didn't ever feel like I was just gonna turn it off and just hit it. But it was a, a good challenge, I think, for me. One of the simple things I liked about Livonia was that pretty much with, with um, Cherneris, you spawn in the south or on the east and you head north or west. With Livonia, you spawn in the north and you've got to head south. So if you weren't paying attention to just basic where's the sun, you know, what direction is north, you could sometimes find yourself running on instinct on um, Livonia and running north thinking you were... You know, on Cherneris, um, and that north is where the good stuff is. You just kind of fall into that ingrained habit. It'd be good to see some maps where, like, you spawn on the west and you've got to run east to get to just... It's a simple, silly little thing. You're probably all thinking I'm a madman for saying it, but I, I, that was one little thing I really liked about Livonia, that the map reorientated itself. You spawn in the north and you head south. To be fair, though, I think for a lot of people, the, the journey on Livonia is east to west or west to east, because a lot of the, the combat happens along oh. the river and the towns along yeah. the north, doesn't it? So I think less and less people are moving south, and most people's journeys have become uh, probably the, the meta on Livonia is just to stay north and but I love go east to west. Because you could just go down south and just get lost in those forests and just, yeah... Yeah, bear I, feel there's, I feel there's too little points of interest in the south. Yeah, um, I will agree with that. There should be more. Um, I, I can, I kind of understand why they've done it, but, but if you, but yeah, everyone just sticks in the north. Indeed, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. There's, there's almost. I mean, you can go south, but you almost know for sure that there's going to be very few people there and and why would you then go south specifically except to see that one bear that 
you're never gonna spot anyway <laughs> because it's pretty rare. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm not too sure about Livonia. I like exploring it. I really like how they executed it. I don't like that there is no streaming reference in Livonia. It kind of feels unfinished in that regard. Um, but I do like that um, that there was just a new map to explore. And like yeah. you said, Mike, I haven't used a map on that either uh, since starting it. But in every town, because you're so focused on getting the way, uh, in every town you obviously have that you are here sign, so you can kind of find your way at that moment. But um, what I what confused me the most is especially at public servers, uh, which is almost the only thing I played, is that when you join a different server or blah, you get spawned somewhere else. And I, that's just so that confused me so much. You end up at the same kind of cities all the time, and I never found a logic behind it. And it's just one of the most annoying things about playing on public servers um, in in that kind of scenario because you don't know where you are, and you cannot really continue your story the way you would have normally. Mm. But um, just a. Mm. Uh, just a thing that I found annoying about that. Now the last thing is, um, Renee, have you been following um, the discussion about um, choppers that we've been having? Um, there's a couple of uh, chopper mods released which have been, yeah, you know, it, it flies in the sky, um, mm -hmm. sort of similar to how the uh, cars kind of fly in PUBG but um, the Daisy <laughs> expansion mod um, tweeted out a video that now coach are you still here one of the guys in my chat is a former military uh, chopper pilot and the ones we've watched so far have not impressed him but I gotta say I watched this video the links in the um, agenda channel if you want to watch it yourself if you haven't seen it Renee but yeah, I haven't seen it I'll play it for everyone now Don't worry about the startup noise of the chopper. I'm guessing that's just a placeholder, but. <coughs> a couple of little V eggs. I think that was a Chinook. There's a plane flying over the head as well. I could see myself enjoying being in a helicopter because it is nice seeing all these landmarks from the air. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, 
it's it's just kind of I haven't seen choppers in Daisy since 2013 now, so I haven't have I feel like in a way they always were a part of the game. Yep. Uh, but that was kind of back in the day, and and I feel like it should. Um, I mean, it doesn't feel wrong. It feels super stable. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's got the whole yaw a... and the pitch and all that seems to be like I've flown in the backs of choppers myself when I was in the army and mm. it feels like how I remember it. I'm hoping Coach is still here because he's flown them himself and he's been in the pilot seat, so Coach is saying he likes it. He yeah. hasn't liked any of the ones so far because the ones previously were almost like they were just on rails there was no it feels it looks the same as an arma 2 kind of but i'm no expert and this is modders doing this it's the the i've got a um spotlight interview lined up with the expansion project um is this is this the expansion project yes this is the expansion project Feels like they're going. No, I don't. I don't know. I was it, going it, to it, say it, it feels a little slow, but I, obviously choppers can also go slow. Yeah, it's coming into land. Yeah. Even the landing looked all right. Yeah. I think it's a I mean, big improvement it's... over what we've seen before. Sorry. Yeah, no, I haven't seen the uh, the other videos, um, but uh, I I mean, obviously, I've seen some in the past, but uh, uh, this is definitely the smoothest I've seen so far. And I feel like if you're talking about DZ and choppers, you you're gonna ask yourself like how 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 much ground do you have to cover, right? Because with a helicopter, it takes two minutes and you're at the other side of the map, right? They're going really fast. Yeah. So, is, isn't Daisy too small to have properly working helicopters? It kind of is, right. and I totally see your point there. And I don't know, I don't know, I mean, yes, it would be kind of cool to see choppers again. And it's kind of always, it always kind of was scary in Daisy Mod when the choppers were flying over you were like uh oh and but you also know like the trees weren't rendering properly and from above you so you didn't never really had good cover if the chopper was flying very high that kind of stuff yeah and uh, and people could <clears throat> people use them to spot bases in the middle of nowhere and really dense forest the forests aren't too dense anyway in daisy uh, so you kind of can ask yourself like is there any base still hideable but people are finding the bases anyway so I don't know these are all things that were a problem back in the day yep and uh, obviously like the main thing people would do is they would fly their helicopter well the assholes kind of would do that uh, they would fly their chopper and they landed on top of the hotel in Cherno in the old Cherno and, and no, you couldn't get up there and you probably didn't have a nice gun 
when you when you were in Cherno because she kind of just spawned there, and people just start sh shooting everyone in the area. Yeah, you know, that's how choppers were used. They were used to finding bases. Uh, they were used to just ha harass a lot of people. Um, I mean, one of my earliest DZ. Uh, memories wasn't choppers that was kind of good but uh, you know what um, wh what is uh, what is it gonna add is it is it so important I think it should probably be implemented at some point but I'd rather see the daisy developers do it than a modder do it I don't know it, you, I, you, maybe you touch it, on a maybe point I there. like maybe I like trains better than oh. choppers Arkansas, what are you doing to us, mate? You teased us with that fucking amazing trailer, um, and we're still waiting for your train, mate. The train was brilliant. But no, you touched on a good point there as well, and something that's probably worth expanding on, that you'd rather see the um, dev team do it, but if the modders get it out first, it's going to be... It doesn't look good for the dev team, does it? I mean, this is always the case and the question, but when the the modders, they implemented guns, but the guns kind of suck. Oh, yeah. The modded guns. Oh, right? yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh, I think it's a non-argument. Like, I will, as a general rule, always go for vanilla guns as opposed to modded guns where possible. Just because I know that the dev team stuff is, in general, on point. Yeah, and I think if you yeah. if you yeah, sorry, one more small thing. So and and if you have that scout, for example, or whatever, so, so a gun that is modded, then you're like, okay, which gun is this? Oh, this is the AK-47, or oh, this is just a Winchester but with a different skin. Mm -hmm. I think modders clearly have the luxury as well. Obviously, there's some amazing mods, and I'm not criticizing, but modders have the luxury of being able to effectively focus on very specific things don't they whereas the dev team have got a whole kind of menagerie of issues that they've got to deal with and i well, think that yeah you, i don't that's think it would be and i don't think it would be a negative or a, a slight on the dev team if if choppers were modded before they came out in the vanilla version i don't think so in my but opinion probably the, the biggest responsibility of the dev team is to keep the core game stable so that the modders can still do their craft around that and then slowly implement stuff out um, themselves but without the core game being stable even the mods are shit yeah and you hear so many people saying that that modders are the, the saviour of DZ I'm not such obviously modded servers are incredibly popular and they've massively increased the possibilities that that, that we have I suppose but like you say if, if the base game wasn't stable the mods would would reflect that wouldn't they if, if the the base game was even in a much much worse state than it is the, the, the mods would you know clearly be in a similarly worse place because they're built on top of the, the vanilla version so yeah yeah and then you also get into the conversation uh, about what is daisy for you yeah and that varies and then, from um, person to person exactly what do they always say, Renee? There's no right or wrong way to play DayZ, just the way you want to play. Yeah, true. But um, there is a right or wrong I mean, way to I play depending on the server that. you join. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it depends on the server you join. 
you know, if you're joining a server just to grief it, that that's just a dick move. Um, but yeah. yeah, a lot of people in Daisy are dicks. <laughs> a lot of people I mean, are dicks. Full stop. Yeah, they are. They it is, are. It is people. People in your. They. I mean, you can see it in all the YouTube comments. It's like, oh, I would have. I would have shot him a long time ago. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know? There's there's the thumbnail, the audio bite to advertise this um, podcast. Renee says most DayZ players are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but if you didn't have dicks in Daisy, I think Daisy would be boring. Yes. Or more boring than it is because that yes. that unpredictability around how someone's gonna gonna react and whether they will be a dick that adds an extra element which I quite enjoy. I know some people will not agree and get fed up with that but for me I, I quite like that there's a certain amount of dicks in days you need them yeah but there's so many right there's uh, like 90 percent <laughs> or yeah it's a bit too or maybe that's maybe that's not true but i mean you the times that people walk up to you and say hi and then shoot you in the face yeah it's like it's like that to me is unacceptable just you, just, to, just tonight, I had and a bloke just... come up to me and say, uh, do you know where we are on the map? And then his mate runs up and starts punching me. And I, yeah. I, I tell him, where we, yeah, yeah, we're just south of Solonichini, mate. And then his mate runs up and starts punching me, and I'm getting to punch him. And, of course, he got the first punches in. I was going down. but And it was just like, oh. Interaction in yeah, but... server. Uh, okay, it's an interaction. Yeah, okay, but, but that's one. but that's also what DayZ is for you, right? It's uh, that is the reason why DayZ is a ruleless game, so you can do whatever the fuck you want, and I think that's fine, right? You should you should do that, and I think the fact that DayZ is so saturated with people who are hostile or trying to betray other people and blah blah, blah I think that's that's that also makes the the good moments more cherishable right you like it more yes and that's and that's why you but you have to dig deeper for it to to uh, to go with it the times that i have literally met someone in the game said hi and they said aren't you going to shoot me uh, yeah the first 20 people that i saw shot me right away right and I feel so sad for them, right? Because yeah. they, 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 they kind of miss that whole opportunity that they say could be because just because people just want to shoot people. You look at some of those amazing videos that have been made by people where, you know, they just bump into a random stranger and have the, um, probably like for me, um, Renee, I'll get you to say what yours is, Mike, if you've got a memory, but for me, mine was um, Mike the Operator video. I bumped into this guy up at Tizzy and we went on this amazing journey and he was a very, um, he, he was ex-military himself so had fantastic tactical awareness but he just wasn't up to speed on some of the mechanics of Daisy. so I was showing him things and all the rest of it and then we ended up in this um, battle um, at the uh, ATC at the old Northwest Airfield um, and Sadly for me, I was streaming at the time and I had my scare alerts and someone did a scare alert that scared the absolute shit out of me. And then there was actual shots and I was just so confused as to what had happened and he traded with the other guy. But it was just one of those adventures that 
most people, 99 people out of 100, they see someone at a military location, they're going to shoot. That's not how I roll. I die a hell of a lot because of it, but I like to... I've got a philosophy. Um, interaction can lead to action, but action will never lead to interaction, um, or very, very rarely, um, especially now when you can die so easily, you know, one or two bullets and your character is just dead, not just uncon bleeding out, but just dead, um, which I think is a big fault of the game. They need to allow more um, time, you know, maybe exclude headshots, because the headshot's usually quite deliberate, but that's my um, big memory of a random interaction. What's yours, Renee? Um, there are obviously a couple. One that comes to mind is the time that I met someone via the radio. I tried to meet up with him, and I did. Yep. And I saw two people, and when I tried to talk to them, they started shooting me, and uh, I shot uh, them uh, as well. I fell unconscious, and then the guy who I was with on the radio woke me up, and the guys who were my attackers, they died. Wow. So that was, that was pretty special. But I, I was streaming at the time, so how... How real was that interaction? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But for me, it was real. What about you, Mike? I think I've got quite a quite a recent one, actually. I was strangely playing on Lavernia on the Xbox um, with, with a friend, and we had gone on quite a long adventure, and we were quite deep in the south, like right in the, the middle of the forest, and we'd kind of... He had been... We'd been attacked by our wolves, and he had been falling unconscious through blood loss through blood, blood loss every few every few seconds and we'd kind of survived and we'd um it, it went to the night so we'd gone in a, a random trailer and we started to cook up some meat and just surprisingly out in the middle of nowhere we were just surrounded and held up and we were you know like stripped forced to strip and given each given a gun with one bullet in it and told to either you know shoot ourselves or shoot our friend and i think for me the interaction itself wasn't that special it was quite funny and it was quite unexpected because it was pitch black and yep quite deep south in livonia but i think the the story that led up to the interaction for me was um was a thing that made it special that sort of um the fight that we had to do to survive and how we sort of clung on and then ultimately i died because rather than shooting my friend i tried to shoot one of the attackers and I died and they let him go and he had that he then had to struggle north, you know, on very little health with no gear. And yep. I think the overall interaction was just was just quite <clears throat> interesting for me. Daisy's amazing for you know, if pe if people embrace it, there's so much more to it than just pure KOS um PvP deathmatch servers. There's so much more and like the, I, 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 people are probably sick to death of me talking about them but the two people I always lean to as examples are the Lonely Bandit and Danny Boy you don't have to be a nice guy to provide um, good interactions you can be a prick like the Lonely Bandit was when he was robbing people but I guarantee everyone who's been robbed by him remembers being robbed by him and I guarantee everyone that Danny Boy has killed remembers being killed by Danny Boy. <clears throat> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs>
I know I would. Yeah, you meet this, it's the ultimate betrayal, this nice guy with this really pleasant British accent and all the rest of it, and, you know, he's usually helping him learn the game and all the rest of it, and then he ties him up and beats him to death with a baseball bat. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love, I just love people who do something different. Sorry? He tried to... Well, he tried to talk to me once uh, in, in the game. I I met him, but I obviously I immediately recognized. So, <laughs> and you ran from him? No, I um, I didn't. We just said hi because uh, obviously we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used to tweet out when um, I I even said to him once that I was going to try and. Um, uh, set you up or something like that because that would have been the ultimate for me. It would have it would have established him as the ultimate Daisy villain to kill the nicest guy in the Daisy community in one of his videos. I honestly, though, knowing Danny, having spoken to him a few times, done an interview with him, I don't think he could have ever done it to you. I don't think he could have. I don't know. Maybe he could. But uh, I, I think he knows I'm expecting him to be uh, to not do it to me. <laughs> but I, I mean, how would you do it? I recognize his voice, so yeah. you would need to pick someone else to do it. Or and he always, often, when he does it to people, they're often new to the game. He's often helping them. Yeah. So it's like he never really does it to uh, to someone who is super well experience knowledgeable of the game yeah, yeah. have you ever watched uh, the lonely Smart. bandit uh yeah but i don't really to be honest but he, he i was, he i, was I know robber. the name and i know he makes videos uh, he used to he stopped a couple of years back but yeah he was a pure bandit he would rob people he would shoot them break their legs when you could do that um hold them up and he was generally quite nasty about it as well but i loved mm. it because it was something different yeah, you know, most people were he trying was to get Australia too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He now lives yeah. in America. He's got himself an American uh, missus. Um, okay, but, okay. Um, I just liked the fact that he was doing, like you said before, you know, being, he was being true. He was doing something different. So many people out there doing funny interactions and crazy man interactions. He was just almost role playing a a bandit. I mean, I want what you've got. I'm going to take what I want, whether you fucking like it or not. And I just thought that was fucking outstanding. And yes, he's a friend of mine, so I'm kind of biased in that regard. But I just <laughs> thought that I thought that was brilliant that someone was, and he was moderately successful. He got himself a couple of thousand, I think maybe even three or four thousand subscribers before he stopped making videos. He streams now, um, playing um, Daisy from time to time. But yeah, I, I really miss his Daisy videos because he had a good knack for it. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching some of them, but I kind of, uh, I think I don't remember him so well because I don't really watch any bandits. Yeah. Because they just make me feel bad. So anything that makes me feel bad, I try to avoid. <laughs> you generally are the nicest person in the DayZ community, Renee. Probably not. But uh, who, who would you say I is just... the nicer than you in the DayZ community? I don't know. I met a couple of people who are really nice. They said like they've never killed anyone in two hour uh, in two thousand hours of playing, for example. It's like I'm not that person. Right? right. How could you have played two thousand hours of Daisy and never killed That's anyone? Exactly not even in defense. What I was, 
that's exactly because they just don't they just don't kill people they just do whatever and I, I don't know what they are doing but I've met these people I've met these people that are just super lone wolves in the middle of the north in the forest and I meet them and they just walk around with their with their bow and arrow it's like what are you doing man it's like these people they're just not in it for the Survivalist. For the action, the for the kills, survivors. for the interaction. Well, yeah. I, I didn't even consider that. I didn't even consider that. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm definitely not the nicest guy. But I'm pretty high up on the chart, that's for sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so much for being here tonight. Renee, I cannot thank you enough, mate. Um, we are truly in the presence of awesomeness. Um, with you being here, mate, you're the father of um, uh, podcasts. Is there ever going to be a, another altercast with you and FT? I, for one, loved them, mate. I loved listening. The, the dynamic, and it's one of the saddest things of the success of um, all of you, is that one of the things I loved was the, the chemistry between you, FT, and Paul. Um, and as, in particular, Paul um, is massive now, um, but the it was it saddened me to see that you you guys didn't get to play together as much because yeah I, I found you and Paul through finding FT's channel pop up in my recommendation and then he was playing with these two guys and it was three clearly good mates playing DayZ together and the chemistry the vibe between the three of you was something that was a pleasure to have been able to be an outsider and and watching on the journeys that you three had because you're all such different people all such different players like i said you know you were the the good conscience and those two were the kind of mischievous um paul was probably the most evil one of the three of you but yeah is there ever going to be another older cast though um i don't know um i wouldn't expect it to be honest i mean i'm I'm not against making another altar cast, but uh, I should first. My first priority is uh, is just you know start uploading videos again, right? Yeah. If I if I don't do that, I don't, I'm not really going to make an altar cast because that's that's not the first thing I should do. I think if I do something, yeah. And uh, uh, but yeah, and I think also the dynamic, and I think sorry for the sirens. Um, and also, I think the dynamic between me, FT, and Paul was real at the beginning because I think also we were just very close, and I think we still are in a way. We feel very good about each other. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the thing that is that just that is just always in the way is the is, and I don't mean this specifically in a bad way. It's just the, the way it goes. Is the streaming part, right? Yeah, streaming. It's, you have to divide your attention as a streamer to not only the game and to not only who you are playing with, but also with your audience. And that's uh, uh, and you know, Paul, he's talking so much to the audience. Oh yeah, and not always, by the way, but because when he was playing with us, he was he was actually often more focusing on our conversation. But you always kind of feel when you are playing with someone like that that the audience is there. And it's like a shame. Like I would love to play with them, and I will definitely play again with them in the future. Uh, but uh, for me, I think that is that is a difficult thing 
that also yeah. changed something. Like the, you hear all cut off, like, uh, thank you for your subscri subscription. Or, thank you for your... <laughs> you hear that, kind hear of ruins cut the immersion yeah. at the moment. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that's just the way it is, right? And that's just... Uh, uh, maybe I can, uh, I can at some point uh, see if I can get them for an offline adventure. But as it is their jobs... Exactly. Uh, you yeah. know... It's it's difficult. To, it's a difficult ask because they literally especially lose for Paul, cause a lot his, of money. I know FT's got another job that he does, but um, uh, Paul yeah. is a full time streamer. So any time not making content is yeah. And you, as we discussed before, YouTube does not pay anywhere near as well as Twitch does for content creators like him. Not for me, anyway. Hmm. I mean, there's there's other people out there who use the YouTube platform very well, but I think for a gamer, it's difficult. Now, Mike, do you want to plug your podcast you're doing tomorrow, mate? I can do. Uh, me and my good friend Adrian have been friends for almost 30 years, well, 27 years. We're starting doing podcasts. The The Twitch channel is uh, Mouth and Stern. Um, which is just a reflection of his name, actually. But um, yeah, so we're going to do a, a short podcast on conspiracies, like I said, and yep. I'm also trying to do more um, streams on my main channel on on Daisy. But for now, I think I'm going to be focusing on on podcasting again. I think. Put a link in the um, general chat or in the stream if you've got the stream up as well, mate, so people know where to go. Yeah, I can do that. Is there any specific uh, conspiracy you're going to talk about? I think recently with all the, the massive conspiracies that have been regarding um, the, the situation at the moment, I don't think we're necessarily going to speak about the specifics of these conspiracies. I think we just want to examine that, that desire to always believe that there's something happening. There's something different to what the, the official message is. I think that's human nature. And I think we just mm -hmm. want to have a chat about that, I think. All right. Interesting. Thanks for clarifying. And thank you both for coming on the Boomer Zone podcast tonight. Renee, open invitation, mate. If there's ever a topic you would like to discuss, feel free to hit me up, mate. Um, same for you, Mike. Always an open invitation for the pair of you. Would you like to say Sounds goodbye good. to everyone? Any topic? Any topic? Okay. <laughs> I will think of something really weird then. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so, so much. I'll um, say goodbye to you two now, um, and then I'll continue chatting with the stream. Thank you both so, so much for coming in, guys. All the best. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. All the best, guys. Have Ciao a nice day. Ciao bye for bye. now. You too. Goodbye. Goodbye.